Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. It's like an emergency pod, um, largely because of what's been going on in the past 48 hours. Um, we were just waiting for uh, the situation for both sides to have their say, and then we were going to talk about it. But this is an emergency pod, as you see in the title of the show. It's uh, Taking the Knee, Quinny and CSA. And then we're also going to talk about the four-day series as well. So um, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited for the four-day series. Sadly, it's not going to be on Supersport. That's another issue I have with Cricket South Africa and their leadership. But we will talk about it as we talk as we go along, um, because I don't want them giving everything to Supersport if they're not going to show everything. So, um, Tim, how are you doing? Oh, good. Yeah, um, all ready for the for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also pretty pretty ready. I've had a whole morning of just going through all of my emotions. As yeah, but before we go anywhere, please remember to subscribe uh, to our channel on YouTube as well as um, our tweet. Uh, we're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitter. We're also live on YouTube. Please subscribe. Follow us on all those different platforms. Um, also, we are, have an audio version on Anchor, which we'll try to put it up as soon as possible as we're done with this. So that's a, that's another thing. Um, yeah, so um, Tim, can I make context and then we, we can go? So we're talking about the taking the knee issue. It came out of the fact that about two hours before the game, the team was told in a directive uh, that uh, from from the from the board, the CSA board, that they were mandated to kneel um, in a stance against racism in accordance with the Black Lives Matter movement with all the other sports around the world. Everybody is, is seemingly is, is kneeling. Um, and largely came out of some board members, some news, because it's a new CSA board, asking the, the chairman who was in the UAE why Australia knelt and South Africa had a mixed reaction to it. Largely, that mixed, that, that mixed reaction is largely with the, the individual choices of people as to what they want to do in relation to the cause, because the team never got to an answer. They were stuck in the middle, and so the answer was let everybody reflect what they want to do. The CSA board felt that that was not good enough. Uh, without consulting the players, and that, that's something I need to put down because I would, that's, that's a one issue. And also, on the Monday night, very late, um, in between the um, in between the games, so they didn't do it on Sunday. They didn't do it on Monday. They did it on Tuesday morning before the game started, and so the team were notified going onto the bus, as Timber said in the press conference. And then, at the time that um, that they got to the dressing room, an hour and a half later, to their stadium in Dubai, Timber was notified that Quinton de Kock will not be playing, largely due to personal reasons. A lot of people. Um, assumed and it came out later that he didn't want to take the knee as instructed by CSA. And so there was a lot of assumptions and everything. People were calling Quinton a racist. People were not happy. I was largely not happy because um, it, it's, it, and I'll, I'll let you know why I wasn't happy later on. But essentially that's where it was. Quinton then has released a statement this morning um, outlining his reasons for not, um, for not kneeling. And his reason is that he didn't like being forced. And on top of that, he didn't feel like the gesture didn't do much uh, to change um, to change racism. I think I've got that right, Tim. Yeah, everything's spot on there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. essentially now um, this podcast is discussing that and we're going to be discussing where we stand on this and, and what it is. And I commend Quinton for coming out with a statement. He's been silent for the past five months. The West Indies was the first time he was asked about it. He said it was his own personal views and he didn't want to talk about it. Um, silence kind of created 
the the realm of especially in social media for people to call him racist he's never he's not racist and i don't like calling people racist we shouldn't be calling people racist people have racist actions but and i as a black man can have racist actions um but i'm not solely in the realm of saying someone is racist because let's attack the action not the man because no when you attack the man you end up getting a knee-jerk reaction and someone to trying to defend themselves. And we'll talk about that all along. But Tim, what do you make of all of this? I make this a fault on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem that I that that that, that had, we had we had was when George Floyd died in 25th of May 2020. Cricket South Africa and the players, when the Black Lives Matter movement started and uh, sport came, sport started start up again, sports federations were taking the knee. They had literally 17 months, 17 mm. months to come up with a unified action. It, mm. It's, very, it's, it's my, my belief that it didn't, didn't have to be a knee. Uh, I think if, mm. it, if it was a unified action, everyone would have been fine with it. But the fact that we, the fact that um, South Africa gave a directive at this late stage in the middle of a World Cup, is I have a huge problem with. Um, you, in in this situation, South Africa had the mixed reaction in the uh, mm. in, in the Australian game. I is my my firm belief that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have either waited until the end of the World Cup, had a proper debrief on the performance and on this matter. It doesn't help having it happen in the middle of a World Cup when team the team's trying to win games as well as have this um, in the background. Uh, Cricket South Africa, as we've seen over the last two years, over its various boards, mm. is very reactionary. It's never proactive. It's never proactive in the situation. So it was fine to say to the proteas, right, come up with an action. But don't wait 12 months before making a directive. You give them mm. a month or two. That's it. Right. Do you have a come up with something? Now we're going we're gonna to step in. So they waited far too long to come to this decision. Uh, Quinton de Kock's decision not to kneel. Uh, I think, in hindsight, he probably should have probably should have knelt, and I do actually um, think that maybe um, I do find it astonishing that a squad of fifteen could not come to an agreement. They've had culture cups, they've had get-togethers, they've had meetings, they've had Zoom chats. That fifteen guys could not go. Okay, let's do this gesture. I do find that, that to me is the most worrying aspect of this, that, um, you know, we all use the the frame Rainbow Nation. Well, it doesn't look all that rainbow at the moment when you've got different players pulling different gestures um, all over the place. Uh, As you say, I I do not believe that Quinton Cock is racist. Um, We have had uh, sports journalists who know him personally on uh, national radio and television 
giving anecdotal evidence to support the fact that he is very much a team member, very much one of the, one of the, the team. Um, so I, 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 when Twitter went live with that, I, I thought that that was, was, was wrong. Uh, you've, you've got to attack the, the, the action, as you say, rather than the man. Um, what goes forward? Um, it's a difficult one. Uh, we have a World Cup to win. We want to win games. But you do feel that maybe something something ought to happen, whether yeah, it is whether it is a fine or something to happen. But for me, it's not either or's fault. It's a collective fault. It's a fault of cricket mm. South Africa being far too slow in coming up in coming up with this idea and with the Proteus side not coming up with a collective plan to deal with this matter. Uh, I was told by somebody that they did try to have a banner uh, for the Caribbean series and up above, high, <laughs> powers above, said no to the banner, which I find which I find very strange because at least the banner would be all 15 guys holding a banner. It might not please everybody, but at least in that sense, there would be in acting as one. Um, he also says, Kutu Cox says, uh, what did he say? Uh, he thinks that the kneeling has served its purpose. I do actually happen to believe that. Uh, I do believe it served its purpose, but at the same time, even though I do believe that it's true, I still think the kneeling action is a very small price to pay uh, in this context, even though I do believe mm. he's, he's right in that context. Um, you do look at uh, Crystal Palace uh, striker, Saha, he no longer takes mm. a knee for exactly the same reason. Um, yes. So I think that that going forward, we might get to that stage where people might, the actions of individuals and organisations will become more important rather than, than, than words. Mm. Yeah, that's Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <Tim. laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yes, but I'm also going to say a lot. But um, <laughs> I agree with you on 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 majority of your points. There'll be places where we differ, but uh, differ. But yeah. So where I agree with you, CSA. Um, I slightly disagree with you because there is a right answer to all of this, and that is taking a stand against racism, a unified one. Now. This team, as you speak, 17 months, they've been kneeling at 3TC. All of them, not Quinton wasn't there. That's fine. He pulled out just before. And I'm not going to talk about that. But you can make of that what you will. Um, they all knelt at the 3TC. Then we played England, and all of a sudden they said they weren't going to do it. So they didn't kneel against England in that T20 and ODI series that was cut off. Then at the West Indies, they came up, no, then against um, Sri Lanka, they did that fist, we all stand with a fist sign, which was great, but I think it was also all encompassing of all the other um, social issues. I think it was also for GBV and everything else. And, and so that, that was one. And, and I was okay with that one. I was like, okay, cool, fine. 
And if you say, and in the press conference, because they said they wanted to look for something South African, and the fist is a South African thing. So I was like, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm okay with that. And every player did that. All uniform was beautiful. I loved it. Then we go to the Caribbean, and then it's up and down. It's somebody, it's actually, they were, the team was given two options, either to kneel or to stand with your fist. The third option Quinton took was to just put his hands on the side and do nothing, right? And, and stand. And, and so essentially, for me, there's no leadership in this team. There's no unification. So they don't agree. And as a black man in that team, um, if I was in that team and I was a black man, I would have wanted to kneel. Um, and I would have probably been very adamant that I would kneel. But I do understand that I'm in an organization and I'm in a group. And so I must sacrifice some of my liberty, some of my things in to further the team's efforts. So in that case, if I wasn't going to kneel, I would have sent out a statement saying, I know we're not kneeling tomorrow, but it's a unified stance. We're taking a unified stance as a team. That by no means does not mean that I am not for this thing. That's how you kind of, you always front news. You don't ever be reactive. You always be proactive in everything else. So when Quinton was asked after he scored his 100 and he did that Rockwood thing, people asked him, why didn't you kneel? And he said it was personal. He didn't want to talk. To me, you're allowed to say that. That's fine. But that doesn't preclude you from people talking about because your silence is a is an answer and talking about it. So that was the that was where it all, I think it all went wrong. CSA being very late, unbelievably late. I agree with you on that. Unbelievably late, not in the tournament. You are I would rather send out a press release to say that CSA backs the stance of the team to individually show their, um, their, 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 their stance against racism. The team have come up and they've allowed everyone to reflect their own stance against racism in this manner. Just like they did in the West Indies, just repeat that and just echo it, right? And then come back afterwards and say, when the World Cup's done, be like, guys, we're no longer going to do that. We value anti-racism. So therefore, if you want to be a part of this team or this group, this is what you have to espouse to. Because when I join my organization, whatever organization I join, I have to follow and be a part of whatever values they, they, they espouse. So that's where something like this comes up. And, and, and on top of that, it's not only representing the country, you're an employee of CSA. So as an employee, you kind of have to bend to the, to the values. Bend, not break, bend to the values of the, of the organization. The forcing was a kind of felt like it was you are breaking, you're forcing guys to break to that. And, and that kind of is very, that was very wrong in itself, right? However, and this is going to come down to Quinton, the ask was not unreasonable. If you are truly against racism and I come to you and ask you to kneel for it, 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 it I don't think it's unreasonable. I'm forcing you, but I'm asking you to do something. But I don't think the ask is unreasonable. Yes, we want voluntarism, but we're asking for a uniform stance. If you all are against racism, like you said in that press statement in the West Indies, then kneeling is just a, okay, no, we just felt that we needed to be unified to show that we're going forward. And it would have been an easy out, easy press release if, if, if Quinton didn't take a stand. And I get where CSA were coming from. They're like, no, just do that. And in hindsight, it didn't work out. And it shows kind of a lack of a foresight that hasn't happened in the organization a very long time. And so CSA must take 
their things. And largely this is on CSA because they forced a man to do something and he didn't want to do it. Now, let me address Quinton de Kock. I wrote a lot, but let's see. Um, I think for me, it isn't about BLM. It's about being an ally to an anti-racism movement, right? And reading that, firstly, I kind of felt that he, he apologized, but it was one of those apologies where he said, I'm sorry. He didn't say, I'm sorry for the hurt. I'm sorry to, for dropping my teammates, which I think is even more egregious than anything else, because when you're in a tournament and you're in a group of teammates, regardless of what's happening outside, you kind of need to block everything outside and just focus on the team. And he wanted to be an individual in the context of, a, of an entire team. And by doing that in the dressing room and letting the team down, that is even more egregious. And I hope his apology to the team was a lot more than the one-liner we got. Because I would have loved, because it, it, it's, it kind of felt that first line, that liner, that, that one-liner kind of felt like he didn't understand the context of the country and, and the hurt that he caused to a country that's majority Black. So that was the first thing. And then reading it, it was kind of him say, it was him saying to us that, no, he's not a racist. And we know he's not a racist. I, I, I got that. And I, and I understood that. But the one thing that people need to also understand that if you're going to fight against racism allegations, telling us that you've got friends and family who are Black does not, does, does not exonerate you from racism because you can have Black friends that you like, but the rest of us, you may not like, and you may harbor those feelings. So I have no evidence to prove otherwise. I've got evidence from what people have told me that you're not a racist. And I'm, I'm, I don't like calling people racist, so I never did. So that was a moot point. The point of the, of the apology was for you to tell me why you didn't want to kneel. And that's where I'm going to, right? That paragraph where he says that he didn't want to, he didn't understand why he had to prove uh, through kneeling that he was anti-racist because um, he, he lives it every day um, and everything else. And, um, and, and, and uh, he lives it every day and um, he, he, it, it's, it's within him. Love it. Love it. Problem. Had you not shown that sign, which I put the picture on in our YouTube video when you go look at it, had you not done that Rockwood sign and shown that symbolism, I would have been fine. I've been like, dude, you're consistent because you don't do symbols anywhere because symbols don't, and they don't mean anything. Uh, and they don't make change. So for the rhino thing, right? If you're, it's, it's, he's obviously fighting against poaching. His, his stick is not going to stop the poachers from poaching the rhinos. It's going to create awareness and education, which I'll get to that point because that also kind of hurt me. Um, you kind of, it was like, okay, but you did that. So you're okay with symbols. So why is the kneeling so hard? Is it because you are, and, and this is where the conclusion that we are, that many can, some are getting to is that there are certain causes that he's willing to show symbols for and there are others he's not. And it kind of feels as though from a rhino perspective, you are happy to do that. But from an anti-racism perspective, which you say, your family members are black, you, are, you, are, you, you, you support it. You're not willing to do that. And that the irritation and the frustration of being told to do something over supersedes all the racism and the hurt that this country has gone through over so many years that you're not willing to do that. And so that's where I'm really disappointed. I'm truly disappointed. I'm not, I'm not happy about it because for me, as a black man who's experienced racism, that doesn't help me. That kind of tells me where you stand. It tells me where I need to put you, Quentin de Kock, from a racial politics perspective. 
that there are certain causes, if it deems fit for you, you can you will support, but others you will not because the gesture is not good enough. So what's a good enough gesture to support racism? Because the whole tournament is supporting racism in their own way. What's the gesture that you'd like to do? Tell us. Like I'd, I'd love to do that because uh, to know that because I'm sitting there going, you're willing to put up your bat, show rhinos, do the sign and everything else. But when we ask you, you just take a knee that has no symbolism, that is a symbol in itself. And you kind of, you kind of are, are backtracking. So that for me was something. And it also spoke to me about the type of man he is. Well, the, well, the type of person he is. Um, he, he's represented South Africa for I don't know how long, seven, eight years. And he still doesn't understand the, 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 the ambassador that he is for the country and the country that he represents. He still thinks he's an individual living in a country and he gets to play cricket. That isn't true. You represent a country of 70% black people. And so when you say things like that, that no, I'm not happy with the gesture, it doesn't help. But four months ago, we saw you putting up rhinos. That's like, okay, rhinos care, or, or you care about rhinos more than, than me and the rest of us. And that is kind of hurtful. And on top of that, the fact that we made him captain really bothers me because he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what it means to represent this country the history of this country. He knows about it, but he doesn't necessarily understand that that's where, that's what is required of a sportsman in South Africa. Because if he said, because he said in the, at the top, he's like, if, if, if it's to educate people, then I will gladly do it. In all these culture camps and these Zoom meetings, wasn't that brought up? That we're doing this to educate other people. It's not about you. It's about raising awareness, just like you do with the rhinos and Rockwood and everything else. You're raising awareness. You're educating people. When I saw Rockwood, I Googled Rockwood. And I was like, oh, rhino conservation. Okay, do they need money? Yes, maybe I drop money, maybe I don't. But that's essentially what you're doing by using the symbolism. So when you then say, I'm now okay because it's worth educating people, why couldn't that have been the answer 17 months ago? Why couldn't you have done that 17 months ago? Or 12 months ago when you were captain and you agree, you said that you didn't want to stand. Or, to, or, or earlier in the, in, in the year. Because I don't think whoever was educating, was telling me about all of this and the black people on the team were telling about the experiences. I don't think that they weren't trying, they were trying to educate you. And you, I, it feels like he wasn't listening. It feels like he, it, 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 he just it went in one ear and went out because that's the answer. That's always been the answer. And if they didn't get to the answer, then that means the culture camps and the unity in the team is a fallacy. Because I know Lungingiti, Lungingiti, the reason why everybody knelt at the, at the 3TC was because Lungingiti was being attacked by former players. And some people felt that it was, it was slightly racial. Lungingiti experienced racism in that period on social media and everywhere else. Surely that could have been the thing that unified the team to say, we're kneeling. If I'm kneeling, I'm kneeling on behalf of my teammate. You know, and that's where the education comes from. Lumi tells you I'm being racially attacked. You then say no, but and he's and, and everyone's asking you to kneel for him. And then you then say, no, this is this gesture doesn't work. And also on the fact that it's lost its meaning, that's now. We're only starting to hear all of those things now. Wolford Zaha at the start of the season in August. Um, some of the players at the back end of last year, a year had gone past when black players were like, no, it's not, it's losing its meaning. 
Wait, did you feel about that the whole time? All 17 months of it? Okay, well, we'll, we'll move the three TC away because you pulled out. We don't know why he did that. The last 12 months when this question was brought up against England, is that what you felt? That it was going to lose its meaning? Um, and so I, so, so it, it, it doesn't cover all of those bases. And as a black man, I'm hurt. I truly am hurt. And I, I, it's, I can forgive him, but I don't think I can easily forget what this is. What this tells me, it shows me who he is. It shows me how I'm going to deal with him going forward. And all those who, who now, who, who stood and then not. I know who they, I, I kind of got where I could place them. I'm not calling them racist. I'm not calling them anything. I just know that if I need an ally in the fight against anti-racism, where I go to. And that's all it is. That's all this thing is for me. I know if I need an ally, who to ask. And that's all we're asking. We're not asking you to prove anything. We're not asking you to put money down. We're just asking for you to support people in society who are less than. And essentially, that's where my sadness, disappointment, my hurt, I am hurt. I'm, I'm hurt and it's turning into ang anger. But as a black man in this country, I cannot believe a man who's represented us for seven years does not understand the racial dynamics of this country. And then he has the goal to tell me that his sister is half black and that his stepmother is, 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 is black because I know they too have experienced some form of racism somewhere along the line. And yes, everyone's allowed to have their individual choices, but essentially that is just very disappointing that a person who wears a Proteus shirt thinks like this and has thought like this for a very long time that he's fine to do ever gestures for rhinos, but he's not okay to do a, a simple kneeling thing. And the only reason why is he's being forced to, and he wants to keep his civil, civil liberties. When we join an organization, when we represent the country, we let go of our individual liberties. When Cyril Ramaphosa becomes president, he lets go of Cyril the person, and he steps into Cyril the president, and Cyril the president has less liberties than Cyril the person, has less freedoms than Cyril the person. And even though, yes, some ANC people and people have, have taken more than what they want, but that's what it is. When you represent your country, that's the cost of it. That's the sacrifice. And the fact that he wasn't willing to make that sacrifice hurts me for something that he believes in. So if he believes in it, it should be easy. So the little spat you're having with CSA is more important than the ultimate goal, that the ultimate idea of what we're trying to do is to support anti-racism like everybody else in the tournament. That bothers me a lot. And that's where I'm going to leave it now. And I honestly do hope he gets there's some sort of suspension or punishment because he broke the sanctity of the team, more important than his individuality. And I hope there is some sort of a punishment. Um, and I hope they're forgiven and he's been reintegrated because this World Cup could be long for this team and this thing's going to come up in the next press conference, that I can tell you. So, yeah, for me, that's where I'm at with this. Um, Tim, any comments? Yeah, uh, just want to come back on a couple of things. Uh, I, I agree with a, a lot of what you said. Um, you make, you make a very, very good points. Um, but just on the, on the, um, the right, I think. The problem, mm. I think, and I don't think he's right. I, I understand why he felt like this, but I, I actually think he's wrong on this. I actually think he had, but he had two hours on a play on a bus to go, you know what? Pulling out is actually not a good idea. But the reasoning, I, from my perspective, as I see it, is it was a directive. 
Mm. It's not he, Lockwood are not not telling him if you don't put a sticker on your bat, we're gonna find you. Mm. Well, or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, there is the directive. Uh, press, mm. press, 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 uh, press cancer awareness are not saying they wear if you wear pink a, and nobody if you, cares. If, nobody if you, if asks you wear, why they wear pink. Yeah, if you wear a blue shirt, we're gonna ostracize you. Um, it's a it's a directive that that he felt he felt mm. cornered. He felt in the corner. And as you as you rightly pointed out, we both pointed out individually that is fine. Then you can push mm. back if you individually. As a team, you cannot be pushing back on that. Um and if you do, you run the risk of alienating people. And that is that is that is that is problematic. Um mm. that is hugely problematic. Uh but I guess for me the main point, as as you you also alluded to, with everything that's gone on, when he goes onto his Twitter account and he turns on the TV and he watches the news and he sees what's happening in South Africa and he sees we're had that going late load four load um uh, <laughs> level four load shedding uh, blackouts um, <laughs> before an election <laughs> before an election. How he cannot see that actually I'm fine, but the majority are not fine. The mm. majority don't have electricity, water, basic amenities in life. That actually I don't want to do it. I don't I don't like what, what, what it represents or I don't believe that it's going to be. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. I I, I find that quite I find that disappointing, like you. I find that disappointing. Uh, I, I I understand all all his grievances. I just don't agree with mm. with where he's gone about it. Could have gone about mm. this a lot better. Um, he could have. The other question. The, the other question are, is after this tournament, how uh, how is he going to relate? Is he going to still continue to kneel because this isn't going away? No. It's not going away. And if the board yeah. has done this, um, I, I honestly do think Netherlands, they're going to be kneeling because they're going to have to yeah. continue the same spirit. So yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure <laughs> what he's going to do. I'm happy that he's going to kneel and I'm happy that it educates. And the one last thing I want to say is all those people who are backing him and saying he did the right thing and maybe you may not like BLM, let, if Quinton's going to kneel and he wants to educate, let him educate you. Maybe research on, on, on what we're going through and what black people are going through in the townships in, 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 in South Africa. It's not just an American thing. I know it started in America. That's great. I understand it. Maybe we needed to make add our South African flavor. That's what they missed, to lead the world in a different way. To be like, yeah, no, that's for minorities. But in a country where we're, where we're majority, black lives do matter. Too, and this is where we. This is how we want to do it. And I was okay with the first because it brought us back to like the struggle. And I was like, okay, you know, this is this is a progressive team. This is a, a team that that that, that kind of gets it. That kind of goes. And so I, I'm a little bit. I, I, I'm, I'm just a little bit disappointed in the team and everybody. Actually, everybody needs to take account. And and, and actually, CSA needs to apologize too. Yeah, I, I they need to apologize. They need to apologize. I, I was going to say, Quinton apologized. They need to apologize for 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 taking so long. Absolutely. Um mm. both sides are at fault. 
both sides need to, to make apologies. Couldn't agree yes. more. Yeah. Yeah, and at this thing of we, 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 we agree and everything else, we were happy that it's resolved. Yeah, it's resolved, but we'd like an apology actually to Quinton too and the rest of the players because you are kind. You were. You did force them. You it, and 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 it, it, it and as I think one of the I think Eusebius wrote, we then it's kind of like saying because a racist can kneel and he, and Quinton said that a racist can kneel and 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 and, and it can yeah. can be fine. What this whole standing up and sitting down or kneeling it kind of showed us where everybody was in their race relations and race politics where from from a situation of no this is where guys are maybe slightly right slightly left and everyone and that was okay and that is because we're not living in a country where everyone can do whatever they want and they can support whatever they want and so i think for me that's where the that's where it all that's where i think csa needs to because the, the statement was fine we were all fine with the standing up kneeling down we kind of knew um and so yeah but Essentially, that's what it is, Tim. I want to talk about cricket. I really do. We've got four days. Yeah. Really do yeah. have four day series. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, to everybody, we will be um, doing the preview to the Sri Lanka series. Um, we're releasing it tomorrow morning, so you guys can have a have a full day to talk about and discuss what's happening with Sri Lanka. They are pumping right now. They won a lot of games. They look very good. Um, so that's going to be quite exciting to talk about. You brought a style back as well, Tim. Tell the people. What are we looking forward to? We're looking forward to the four-day series. Um, and there are a host of guys that have come in that uh, either weren't involved in the T20 uh, knockout stages or were right at the end. Um, so it's all the same teams um, from Division 1 and, and now they're separating now. So that's the separation. So we can have Division 1 four-day series, Division 2 four-day series. Um, our focus this weekend is going to be on the Division 1. Um, some really big, big um, feature games. Siren Harm is in action for mm. the Titans. David Betty, I mean, is going to be in charge, will be involved with uh, Providence um, and all, all sorts of... So it's really looking forward to some <laughs> really good, Guys. really good cricket. Heino Kuhn, Dane Patterson, Stian Finsale. Um, okay, we saw Riley Rousseau, so that's a, that's a situation. Because um, we've already seen him. Uh, obviously, Simon Harm is also back. So a lot of the ex-Colpac guys are back. Duwan Olifir. Duwan Olifir for the Lions is back. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, many people like him. Many people don't like him. He left us. So that's what it is. Here are the fixtures for everybody together to have a thing. Unfortunately, they're not going to be televised, which is another situation for the CSA board. Like, guys, honestly, like, really. Um, if you're, if, if, um, and, I'm, and actually, let me take this off. If you're serious about racial, ra racism, anti-racism, and breaking the structural racial dynamics in the game of cricket you need to have four-day cricket be available for the masses it has to be even at a youtube level because we are now getting places where people can get free wi-fi and they can watch even at an sabc level just give it to the sabc for free if supersport doesn't want to use it just give it to the sabc supersports bought all the cricket so they've bought everything domestic, international, everything, all the rights to everything, including radio rights, which they don't use. And then they get to pick and choose what they show on their TVs, which is fine. That's their prerogative. 
if CSA wanted to be a little bit more clever and also get a little bit more money, would be to separate. So international cricket goes one way. Domestic cricket, you can even separate it into three things. T20, ODI, and, and four-day cricket, and you can sell them individually. That brings in more money. That gets more bidders because ETV comes in because it's free to air. SABC comes in because it's free to air. And, and, and many other channels, even us at One World Sports Radio, we'd put in a bid. We would. For the Rose Radio rights, we would. And we'd have Tim at Newlands. We'd have Anise in, in, in PE at the ground giving you every single thing. But that's not it. That's not how it works. And that's the one thing that I'm disappointed by CSA is that fix the structural things. Fix the things that are denying access to, to people for the game. That's it. Um, and the other thing is this SABC is not broadcasting the T20 World Cup as well. So that's another thing on the SABC. Like, it's like this kind of, like, we are, it's it's like, I don't know. It's 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 a comedy of, of, of situations. And it's not good for the person on the ground. But anyway, let's talk cricket. Friday, you've got Division 1. Uh, Western Province against the Dolphins. Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this one going, hmm, very tasty. Very, very tasty. Western Province are going to try and um, resurrect. They've had a very good back end of the season last season, and now they're coming up against the defending champions. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. I want to see Tandantini get more games. That That's one thing for me. And also see Keegan Peterson dominate. If you're a pro tier or in and around the pro tier, so I'll have Keegan Peterson dominate. Dominate attacks. Um, I'm afraid yeah. David Birdingham is going to dominate. I'm afraid Newlands <laughs> home ground. Birdingham is going to dominate. Okay, okay. Let David <laughs> Birdingham dominate. But essentially, that's that. But I'm happy for Western Province because Birdingham's back. Remember, he left uh, largely due to um, I think widely spoken uh, transformation and things like that. He couldn't get uh, a spot in the side, even though he averaged 50. And that's another discussion for another day. So I'm happy he's back. When Parnell's there. Uh, Bashir Walters is there, um, Nandre Berger, Buren Hendricks. It's, it's, it's a heavyweight clash, actually. Western Province have somehow resurrected themselves, even though I do think they're the second best, even possibly third best team in the Western Province. But that's that's another story for another day. Um, next game is the ITEC Knights and the GBETS Rocks. Um, that team in Paul, that team in Paul is stacked. Yanaman, Peter, um, you've got Stian van Sale, you've got... You've got Sean von Berg, who's very good in this format. Um, also got yes, Iman Manak. Siamahima did quite well for the for the Paul Rock, so he's also putting up his hand. Hey. I don't know. I don't think they'll play three spinners, but yes. And they've got hardest for Yoon. Um, so that team in Paul's looking very strong. It is. It is. The Capes Capes producing good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Werner says Hamza, Bellingham, Verena form a formidable middle order. That is very, very true. Um, the Knights as well, we saw what the Knights are. Whatever you saw in a T20 uh, tournament, essentially that 11 is going to come out in the same format. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay, one thing. The opener, Reynard van Tonde comes in for, um, I'm assuming, Matthew Kleinfeld um, to partner with Ruan, with, with, with Jacques Neyman. I just do hope, because this is what the, the Knights did last year. They started off very well, and then they faded. Um, obviously, Jacques Neyman scored the fastest century um, in four-day cricket and the like. So that's essentially uh, what I don't want from the Knights. But they've won a tournament in their first 10 years. In, well, a tournament in 10 years. First tournament in 10 years. So that's going to be quite exciting. They uh, Their tails are up. Their tails are very up, and I like that one. Yes, Tim? I'm just, just going to add something there. Riley Rousseau mm. has been focusing on white ball for the last two or three years. 
hasn't been playing red ball. So coming back, playing red ball, is going to be a bit of a challenge. I, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be absolutely fine, but it's going to take a... So that's a new thing for him. But he adds strength to that middle order. And that's essentially oh, absolutely. what they're missing. Yes. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. I'm not saying he won't score runs. I'm just saying his focus has been elsewhere the last mm. three years. Well, look, he's been trying to make money around the world. Trying to yeah. make money around the world. The Lions take on the Northwest Dragons in some sort of a separation divorce um, contest. Um, I don't know what you, I don't want to call it, but it it is because the Lions were Northwest and Kaoteng split up now, mm. and Kaoteng's <laughs> playing Northwest. Uh, so it's going to be everybody knows each other. Everyone knows each other's secrets, and so it's it's a divorce court battle. Uh, but I think it was an amicable separation, so I'm really excited about that. Um, the Lions are going to want to have a good start. They've had a a few four-day um, series uh, or matches, practice matches at the Wanderers. They had the open day today. So that's going to be quite exciting. Um, I'm interested to see how Northwest fares with a lot of those players in that side being more white ballish. Um, yeah. and, and obviously the question around Delano Portrito because he's very important to that middle order. Um, but Senran Mutusami is going to be interesting to see how he plays because I'm sure they'll bat him up, up the order this time because he did quite well in that T20 and the Dolphins always loved batting him at like six. Um, so that's going to be quite uh, interesting to see. Haile Kun will be, will be is a good, uh, good guy mm. in the middle to have just to solidify things. Mm. That's that's also very true. Uh, Werner saying on the Knights, uh, he's looking forward to seeing Gerald Kutsi and Miguel Petros combining for uh in a four-day game which is which is pretty cool yeah. which is pretty awesome yeah um yeah. next fixture on the list tim um it's the last one on division one it's the titans against the warriors um yeah i don't know what to call this one but i do think the titans are gonna uh, come through um okay no robbie p no sorry i do apologize robbie p um i do think he can beat the titans um it's just that they have a much deeper squad and I think tennis to brain is is important I think tennis to brains um thing whereas what you get with the, the warriors you get a very feisty team a team that can um very adaptable and can win in different ways and I'm loving to see Eddie Moore come into the side now um and and to to just strengthen that top order um and and I'd like to see Tristan Stubbs in the four-day game I think it's something that we would like to see we want to see youngsters playing and he's the one guy Clinton Steeman needs to fight his way back because I think right now Otniel Bartman is has has the has is pipping him for that uh SEMA for that for that SEMA spot that outside of the main quartet um for 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 the Proteus so uh, I'm love, I'm hoping to see uh, Glinton Steeman swing it on some very good conditions. It's, it's a little bit overcast today in in the high felt, so I'm sure tomorrow morning, um, if you win the toss, you're going to bowl first because hey, there's going to be some swing. The uh, the I think the Warriors are a little bit better geared towards white ball. Um, mm. uh, the Titans, my word, there was some wild stuff going on there. If you see any of the captain is. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Now I, I said to you weeks, a few weeks ago, I said to you mm -hmm. about how cricket South Africa is going to do with the Colbacks coming back. To mm -hmm. me, this screams to what that is. So Simon Harmer comes back. He is mm -hmm. club captain of Exodus Cricket Club. They've won the county mm -hmm. championship three of the last four years. They're very successful. He comes back, 
and Neil Brunt is the captain. Where's Dean Algar? I have nothing against Neil Brunt, but he's not. Mm -hmm. he hasn't cemented his place. He's not quite made his... And he's the captain. Dean Algar, I assume, is injured because he's not in the squad. So I assume he's injured. Okay. So Neil Brunt okay. is the captain, which is quite something. Yeah, he but wasn't I, super I, I, for that game. So, I, yeah. I suspect possible. Harmer is going to cause all sorts of problems. Watch Harmer out for, the, for his red ball numbers this season. Yeah, well, I'm waiting to see that. We've been waiting for that for a very long time because I'm still Team Cash. Team Cash. Okay, the final Division 2 games, the Tuskers against the Eastern Storm, Impalas against the Lignati. Um, three, uh, I think there are some very strong teams in Division 2, and we saw that in the CSA T20, similar squads. That Eastern, that Eastern team were unlucky not to get a uh, not to get a Division 1 berth from that lottery system, whatever, uh, ten, tender, whatever it was. I like the look of that team as a four-day side. The Tuskers as well, they've got a lot of growing to do. Um, but I know Cameron Delport will be relishing the opportunity to kind of kill all of those um, I'm a white ball player type of moniker. So, um, but I do think the Eastern Storm will have it here. So too with the battle in Limpopo, the first, I think, at the Bulkwani Cricket Ground, uh, the Lignati, which is Border, I think Border, we saw what Border can do. And I do think Border will probably uh, be too dominant for Limpopo, who are probably building and, and trying to build a franchise out of their province there. So I think out of those two two games, I think Easterns will be doing. But it'll be interesting because they're playing away. So that's a, that's something you need to consider. Um, but obviously the fan factor is not it's not gonna it's not gonna, gonna change much. Um, yeah, but yeah uh, that's where I see those two division two games. Easterns Tuskers, Dane Patterson against Dalport. Mm -hmm. That's the that's that's what you want to watch 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 out for. Dan Patterson is extreme, is extremely good form. Um, mm. For 50 wickets in the championship, uh, current, current mm -hmm. championship, um, bowling really, really well. Um, so I think he's going to do really well at uh, Eastern Storm. Mm -hmm. um, just a couple of comments from Twitter. Jean saying, uh, time for Glinton Steeman to come out and claim that third seamer spot on the test side. And then Werner says, um, Chris Morris is going to play for the Titans. It'll be interesting as well. Um, what I can say is um, look out on YouTube. Uh, look at Pitch Vision's website. They might have some of the games being broadcast there. Sadly, no audio commentary, but you can watch because um, I know Pitch Vision will be there. So you can go on their website and do that. We normally work with Pitch Vision, so I'm happy to punt Pitch Vision here. So do go there on the, on the YouTube website um, and, and, and watch the games because um, they'll be very, very awesome. And watch out for my Twitter feed. I'll try to put up all the links to the games and then um, on tomorrow, and then you can just follow from there. So do follow me. Um, I'm going to put up my Twitter handle right now if you are not following me on Twitter already um, so that... Um, um, that's my Twitter handle so that you can you can have access to it. And, and Tim will do the same as all well. you guys all know Tim. Tim's like the famous guy of this duo. Um, so, yeah. Um, Tim, any final words that you want to say before we um, head off? No, I think we wrapped it up. Um, enjoy the, uh, the cricket if you can. Try, as, as, as Paul says, get on those streams. I'm sure Pitch Vision will do, do something. Mm. Um because there's lots of talent out there. We need, to, we need yes. to see them. And that one talent, as Jean says, is Jason Smith. You forgot to talk about your boy, but he's playing against your, your home team. So 
<laughs> Jason Smith well, versus David Berrien. It's, it's going to be very interesting. Okay, well, that's where we're going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for supporting us. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Please do like and subscribe to our channel. We're bringing you, we'll bring you commentary on the South Africa Sri Lanka game at twelve on Saturday. So please do watch out for that. If you click the notification bell, it makes sense because then you'll be notified when we go live. And you can have these conversations that we had earlier in the chat with with the guys there. Um, they really do. Um, appreciate it and we appreciate the support um, of, for, uh, for this podcast as well. So thank you very much everybody and have a lovely day most importantly, les sale kakakiso.